The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning, I'm Zach Epperson and welcome to Community Forum. If you've driven through Elizabethtown this past week, you might have noticed there's some new pavement on Dixie Highway. The Kentucky Transportation Cabinet recently went through and did some preliminary surfacing work on big parts of Dixie Highway ahead of their major overhaul of the roadway this coming spring. And so to talk about that project and what people need to know about it, we're joined this morning by Chris Jesse, the Public Information Officer for Kentucky Transportation Cabinet's District Four here in E-Town. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having us. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on here always with you guys. Uh, same here. It's always great to talk to you. I know we don't get to talk as much, though, with all this COVID stuff going on, but there's always road projects going on, especially next year, which is what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. In the, this past week, of course, uh, there was some preliminary work uh, being done for on 31W, some paving work, and that leads us into its precursor for the major project taking place in the spring uh, for 2021. So wh exactly what is that project that, that's going on next year? Explain to us a little bit about that. All right, so we've got multiple phases uh, of, a, of a project uh, that are going to basically rehabilitate Dixie Highway from uh, the hospital area all the way up through, um, you know, the Veterans uh, Way, Best Buy area, and even some improvements uh, beyond that, which uh, we've already seen the, you know, the, the R-cut uh, installations up through there, which were actually um, originally kind of all of this was, was planned and designed together. So, um, those projects were kind of broken out as some money was available and, and, and put in this past year, obviously, that we've seen. But, um, you know, there, there's been no, you know, we've all driven through there, uh, you know, and, and noticed uh, that the Dixie needs work, uh, that 31W needs uh, attention from a pavement standpoint. You know, it's just, it's rough. Uh, we've patched where we could. Uh, we've done all these things to try to extend the life of that pavement and get us to to a point where we can do a larger project because uh, I mean folks you know I don't know if you know sometimes we're we, we think um, our governments are endless whether it's local or, or our you know our state or federal you know we just we don't realize that uh, much like each individual we have you know a budget a cash flow uh, money in money out and that's the same way your budget works with the state when it's right down to it folks is you know, this is a big ordeal. Uh, it's a lot of money. And so, you know, until that project was ready to go where it had funding, uh, you know, we, we simply had to maintain and do the best we can uh, to get it to where it uh, can just be, you know, manageable. So anyway, we, we now have the, the funds to do that. Um, and we want to fix it right. You know, we're not just going to go in there now and patch things over. Um, there's going to be uh, work that takes this all the way down to the concrete level, which is part of the original pavement that was put through there. Uh, over the years as, as some money was available here and money available there and the need for expansion uh, happened, you know, Dixie got wider, uh, more entrances came along, more businesses came along and it just, uh, it became put the pieces of the puzzle together as you get them. Well, now we're at the point where maintenance is just ridiculously complicated. So we're going to tear it back down to the bare bones. We're going to put the basin right um, get rid of that concrete and, and you know, hopefully we, we fix the problem for generations to come. Uh, so that's the bigger issue with the pavement. Obviously, as we do this, 
Uh, we're going to clean things up uh, is kind of the way we're putting it with regard to entrances uh, on Dixie because it's kind of a free-for-all out there too, right? I mean, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Driving, if you're driving north, south, there's really not a lot of – we've got the center turn area. Um, but, you know, there's so many entrances. They're not easy to see in many cases, especially if you're not familiar with Dixie Highway from, uh, say, the area from the hospital up to the bypass especially. You know, there, there's a lot of guesswork maybe that goes into if, if you're not familiar with where certain business or certain um, uh, road, street entrances. You know, it's very easy with your watching traffic, watching signals, watching, you know, everything else around you to, to kind of get a little disoriented maybe and, and not be able to tell clearly where you're going. So anyway, we're going to clean a lot of that up with uh, some, of the, some of the entrances and, and, and try to focus on uh, making sure there's clear direction clear lanes, good pavement, all of that. It's all, all tied together. So you already kind of touched on it a little bit. My next question was going to be, why is it taking place now? And you mentioned it, money, you know, government's not, you know, limitless. But, you know, you have to wait sure. for the funds to come down to you guys. Uh, but kind of going on that, you know, how long has, have you all known that this has been a problem? I mean, in terms of payment, I know you said it's been, you know, patchwork over the years. But how yeah. long ago, I guess, you know, did you all kind of sit down and go, you know what, we really need to start planning for a long overhaul of this? Probably, uh, you know, and, and I'm a decade here now deep in, into everything uh, in my job. So probably maybe four to five years ago, we really said, you know, we've got to fix this. We've got to address this more than just a patchwork type of, of condition. We've got to look at the problem, see how we can feasibly fix the underlying problem so that it, you know, in two or three years, we don't just destroy good pavement once it's put out there. So, um, you know, we've really been looking at this for probably, uh, you know, four or five years and, and trying to fix it, uh, get plans together to do it the right way. And it takes a lot of time. It, you know, it's not something, um, you know, there's groundwork to be done with regard to utilities. And, and there are so many things underneath the road. You know, it's not just take a, a bulldozer, clear a path and lay some pavement. There, there's a whole lot more to it than that. You know, one of the things I thought of when, you know, the announcement came out that this was going to happen, like you said, you all are taking it all the way down to the very bottom and starting over again, but that, you know, some of the original pavement from the original uh, Dixie Highway 31W is still there. First thing that yeah, kind you, of want, thought, you want a chunk of that, con you want a chunk of it? Or you're going to auction it off for some fun? Yeah, is that a marketing? <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> But, you know, sorry, it, go ahead. Yeah. but it kind of goes with that, you know, the first thought I had is, why is that still there? Was it just kind of not a thought back then to go, you know what, we really need to take this out instead of just layering over? What was the thought process, as best you can rationalize, uh, well, as to why that was done? Well, again, you know, it was, uh, there's an immediate need for expansion. Uh, you know, Dixie was at capacity. Uh, and, and so you add another lane and lo and behold, you've got uh, concrete beside uh, asphalt base and, and over time uh, you know you 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 balance that and that's you know that's kind of the if you if a citizen has a concrete or asphalt decision for their driveway they have the same decision you can lay out a lot of cost up front uh, and get more maintenance free um, gears on the front end of that well as that starts to eventually break down down the road it becomes a little more difficult to, to manage some of the aspects of, of a mixed uh, asphalt concrete situation. Um, and, you know, we can lay new asphalt, run it down and put traffic on it pretty quickly. With concrete, you have to set it, you have to pour it and then let it set. And there's a curing period before you can even put concrete on it. I mean, put traffic on it. So they're just different in different ways. There are different benefits to them. Um, again, concrete has a more, uh, you know, upfront is higher cost, more longevity, 
uh, and asphalt, you can just maintain it more quickly. So you're doing more asphalt maintenance, but you're doing it cheaper and uh, you know, more times. And you can, you can sometimes manage that with traffic and high density areas a little bit better, but uh, there's a trade-off for both. So, you know, over the years, based upon whatever the budget or whatever the need was at that time and the constraints with which engineers had to work with at that time, maybe it was a utility that needed moved. Maybe it was drainage that had to be rearranged, whatever the case, uh, you know, the best decision was made at that time to do this or to do that. And we've arrived at this day where we say, look, we've got to kind of shake it down to the bare bones and, and, and put it all back right. It's where it needs to be. Uh, it's got the capacity. It just needs to be cleaned up and, and smoothened out. One of the interesting things when we've talked about this previously with the concrete and the asphalt on top of that is that the concrete, if, you know, people are driving down through there. Like you mentioned, it, it is a rough, rough road to drive down some points, but you've got like waves and dips in there. That's due to my understanding about the concrete moving and settling over time on the asphalt, right? Or under the asphalt, right? Sure. Uh, there's slabs and they expand, contract with the moisture and the heating and the cooling of the seasons. And as those concrete slabs underneath, you know, they're, they're sawed with joints. So as, you, as you're driving along, each place where you really hit that line that goes all the way across the road where there's a, a, a bump, if you will, that concrete slab underneath has pushed together and maybe risen up on one side or sunk down on the other. And the asphalt above it has just simply, you know, asphalt's not totally hard. I mean, it's going to give with what's underneath it. And so that, those are just the breaks in the concrete and the asphalt is, is you know, propagating it up to the surface. So yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So, and, and we've kind of talked on this uh, here briefly, but how extensive the, the road work is and how far it's going to stretch. This isn't just, you know, it's going to be sectioned off and you can get, get into that, but this is a project that's going to extend all the way pretty much through uh, the main center of E-Town. It does. And, and again, we're going to do this in phases. Uh, you know, we, we, we can't tear out the whole strip at one time. It's too much. Uh, it's too much of a traffic maintenance headache. It's too much of a of just a logistical nightmare for businesses to maintain because our goal is for uh, everyone who has access on Dixie to keep access on Dixie through this project. It, it, you know, you may have to drive over some some gravelly areas and things to get to where you need to go, but we want to maintain these entrances as we go. We want to be respectful of the property owners, the businesses. Uh, and the citizens who, who go from place to place and do their thing day to day. So uh, we're trying to be you know, cognizant of that. Um, and with all of that in mind, uh, we're going to phase it uh, where we do one section here, the next section, and then another section. So they're going to be spaced out a little bit. And what's the timeline on that right now? What, what's that first section that's going to be done? Again, this doesn't take place until spring of 2021, but what's that first section? So in the, you know, in the sectioning off and, and putting these in different phases, we certainly wanted to stay uh, so that when we get into next construction season, uh, the mall area, that, that particular area up there where, uh, you know, Starlight, uh, we didn't want that to be torn apart during uh, uh, the Thanksgiving to Christmas window. So we're, we're going to try to stay away from that in the phasing. Uh, but, you know, we're basically looking at, uh, you know, the section from the hospital up to the bypass, the bypass up to Ring Road. Ring Road up to, uh, you know, Veterans Way up through there. So um, those are the, the, you know, without getting too uh, far into the weeds, those are kind of the basic uh, breakdowns of the different sections. We're going to do them in phases. Now, one of the, the, uh, the big parts of this, aside from, you know, tearing up and redoing the roadway, is the removal of some of those traffic lights there at those intersections and replacing them with some alternatives. So what can you tell us about that? Um, well, the Starlight uh, Center is one of the probably the biggest uh, change maybe that people will notice. Um, 
you know, that that intersection is actually going to be kind of reworked all together and realigned so that it uh, just fits better geometrically with with Dixie. Um, and, you know, it's going to give better access to those businesses back through there, more consistent, certainly, access uh, and, a, and a kind of a wider turn radius, uh, you know, that, that's going to aid for, for, for trucks and other vehicles moving in and out of there. So uh, that's one of the cleanest areas or one of the most cleanup, um, one of the most notable cleanups you're going to see of, of traffic patterns, I guess, the whole thing. Um, really, as far as signals coming out, uh, you know, not a whole lot's changing. Uh, down to the south again uh, we're going to realign some a couple of signals so that uh, the entrances on the, the if you're if well doesn't matter if you're going north or south the left or right side of dixie so that maybe an entrance uh, maybe they're offset just a little bit you know we'll try to straighten them up in a couple of cases and make sure that they're more perpendicular to dixie um, just again some of those cleaning up kind of things so uh, and our cuts will be featured uh, a couple of different places through there uh, you know that that median that that free for all that no man's land, if you will, that, that we talked about, uh, you know, we're going to eliminate that so that a lot of the guesswork is taken out of people just darting across wherever they wish. Uh, it's going to give a little more direction. And, and we get it that a lot of people don't uh, maybe like uh, or can't maybe appreciate or haven't even uh, just gotten used to. There's getting acclimated to it. You know, uh, you've got to uh, get used to a few things and and drive on in a while, kind of like a roundabout, right? Uh, you know, sometimes we, we don't understand those and we don't like them at first, and then we realize the benefits and we see uh, that they're not so bad after all. But again, uh, you know, we're just trying to, to manage and clean things up a little bit through there. And you mentioned them, but the ARCA, you know, they, they are featured already in the county. If you head up north going towards Radcliffe, there are some up there, if I'm uh, correct. Uh, but what, make, what makes them so attractive to use there as an alternative? Is it costs? Is it, and you kind of mentioned it's safety too, right? Sure. Well, the, it, it's always a touchy subject to talk about, so we'll talk about it, right? Uh, it is, you know, anytime that uh, there's an intersection issue, um, you know, the most common thought is, hey, let's throw up a signal. Um, and that's not always the answer. It's not a, a signal is not a fix all. Um, and our cuts, folks, there's data for years to, to go back and, and, and show the benefits of these. Um, we don't necessarily always reduce collisions at intersections. But the ones that occur become different types of collisions, lower speed collisions, different types of collisions that do not result in severe injuries and, and fatalities at the same rate where just horrific T-bone crashes happen. And those happen, folks, at signals, operating signals. That, those happen every day across the, the country and many days here in the state um, where, where someone blows through a signal. So, when you have that R cut, it's it's a much when when crashes do happen, they're much lower speed, they're different angles. Um, you give better visibility for people. You're engaging them in traffic, not mindlessly seeing a green light and going. So there are so many benefits to that, and and they're not obvious right up front, but you you really can tell the difference once you get some data behind them, you get some history behind them, and you look at the changes. Uh, there's an obvious safety and 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 uh, crash benefit there, type of crash benefit there uh, that, that's usually obvious in near every installation. Absolutely. Last thing I got for you, Chris. Um, so what do you and KYTC, what do you want people to know about this project? Where can they go to find more information? I mean, you guys got a, a website dedicated to the entire project, if I, if I remember right. 
Sure. And, and, you know, that's not too common for, for our district. Some of the more urban uh, districts sometimes have these bigger projects, mega projects, and they have their own website. But uh, we certainly felt like this one was worthy, uh, you know, with, the, again, the, the business influence. Uh, um, I mean, the, the effects on businesses and, and just the different people involved and, and the, the sheer quantity of information that's going to be uh, needed to be you know, given out over the, over the next couple of years. Uh, so 31w.org www.31w.org is the website. Uh, right now, there's still a lot of project information on there about what we're doing, why we're doing it, and all of that. Um, it will have information about the fact that the contract's been let, you know, what it's worth. It's a, uh, a $13.1 million project altogether. Um, so, you know, there's some information about that. And as we go, and as we start to get under construction, it will turn more of into a uh, you know, the, the resources will still be there about the project itself, but it'll turn more into a, an update. Here's what's going on. Here's what's coming up type of thing. So it will turn from a resource of, of the project itself uh, and the history of the project into more of a, uh, you know, an update, traffic updates, those kind of things. Absolutely. Chris Jesse, uh, Kentucky Transportation Cabinet District 4 here uh, in the Hardin County regions. Chris, as always, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. For a recap of today's forum or to listen to past forums, you can go to our website, wqxe.com, and click on the Media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.